Hello there, I'm Marty Church, and welcome to my camp and another episode of Native New Day here in totem pole country. Here in the Northwest, totem poles have always been a fascination to all, not only because of their beauty, but also for their depth of meaning. Most totems, for instance, are carved with a purpose to give a message to all who pass by. This one here indicates that we are in the ancestral land of the bear people. You always read a totem pole from the bottom up. Often you will find that here is a bear people and above it may be an eagle, which indicates that the eagle people were the ones who lived here before the bear people took over. Because of my native status, a few years ago I had the opportunity to take a native carving class which I enjoyed so much. I learned that there are basically four types of totems. There are family history totems, area history totems, story totems, and sacred landmark totem poles. Many totems are family ancestry markers. It's like a family crest, interestingly, outlining the mother's side of the family tree because it is through the mother that life is started and carried on. Then there are poles that are carved to tell the history of this particular land. Each character designates particular outstanding events that took place through the years in this country. See the face at the top with a stovepipe hat? Guess who? That's right, it's Abraham Lincoln. The history of this pole goes way back to the time slavery ended, even among our ancestors. Then there are the storytelling totems. These totems usually tell a story to teach a moral truth or a lesson to our young people. Through the story and the character of maybe an animal or some other figure, you can see that totems are just like books communicating ideas and lessons. Finally, there's the sacred landmark poles, like those at burial grounds or other sacred tribal places. Even the colors used in painting the totem carvings have significant meanings. Let me show you a carving I did of an eagle holding a salmon. Notice the blue around the eyes and the wings. That color symbolizes power and strength. All the other colors has significant meaning too. All of this brings us to our study today, which I've entitled God's Totem Pole. You see, God has taught us eternal truths and given us predictions and prophecies and illustrations just like we see in our totem poles today. The Book of Heaven tells a fascinating story that has information that affects all of us today. That's right. It's a story about a young man by the name of Daniel. The story actually took place 600 years before Jesus ever walked the earth. The whole world at that time was governed by one great power, the Kingdom of Babylon, under the rulership of a king by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. History books tell us that it was a very powerful, glorious empire. One night, God gave King Nebuchadnezzar a very vivid dream. It was so strong and so real that it woke him up from his sleep and caused him to be terribly troubled. 
He clearly knew that the dream had some very important meaning concerning the future. Yet, he could not remember it. So he became extremely frustrated. You see, God had a plan. After he gave Nebuchadnezzar the dream, he took it away from his memory. Frantically, the king got out of bed. He called for his wise men, sorcerers, and astrologers to come at once, demanding for them to tell him what he had dreamed and what the meaning was. Startled, the wise men explained to him that they couldn't give him an answer unless they knew what the dream was. Of course, the king knew they could give him any made-up answer or an interpretation once they had a story to go by. In his anger, he demanded their death and the death of their families if they couldn't tell him what his dream was. It's the same way with our country and the world today. Very few people have peace when thinking about the future. Things are in such a mess. Everyone wonders at one time or another just exactly what's going to happen to this whole earth. Earthquakes, hurricanes, disease, wars, crime, and overpopulation plague all of us. Experts tell us, and we all can see, that things just can't go on the way it has for too much longer. And like the wise men and the astrologers, today there are a lot of voices out there with ideas of how things are going to end, or there are those who profess that they have all the answer for our problems when they really don't. The good news is that the Holy Spirit always has the right answers. We can have confidence concerning the future when we understand God's plan for our lives. Continue with me as we follow the story found in the Book of Heaven. After King Nebuchadnezzar demanded that the wise men tell him the dream he had forgotten, a young Hebrew captive by the name of Daniel stepped up and requested that he be given a chance the next day to explain to the king the dream and its meaning. That night, he and his friends humbled themselves before the Lord and prayed that the great creator would give them help. And so it was. The Lord did answer their prayers and revealed the dream and its meaning to Daniel that night while he slept. It's hard to believe that Daniel could sleep at a time like this. The next morning, Daniel went before the king. The first thing Daniel did was to give God the credit and praised his name for revealing the dream to him. He then explained that the meaning of the dream was something that would affect the future of the whole world. Daniel then told the king that he had been given a dream about a great statue. Immediately, the king leaned forward breathlessly because he now remembered that that was exactly what he saw in his dream. Interestingly, the statue that the king dreamed about is much like a totem pole that told an important story. This is what the Babylonian ruler saw. It's a replica of what God revealed to Daniel in the dream. It was a mighty statue with a head of gold, arms and breasts of silver, thighs of brass, legs of iron, and interestingly, feet part of iron and part of potter's clay. Now, what does this all mean? 
God was revealing or predicting what was going to happen to Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom and also what was going to happen to the world in the future. You see, Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians thought their great kingdom would rule forever. But God had news for them. After describing to the king what he had seen in his dream, Daniel then revealed what God told him it all meant. Referring to the head of gold, Daniel said, Thou, O king, art the king of kings, for the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. Thou art this head of gold. You can imagine how good the king felt about that. But then Daniel went on saying, As strong as you are, Nebuchadnezzar, and as huge as your kingdom is, it will be soon taken over by another power. And after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee. Surprised, the king listened intently as Daniel went on. And after this, another kingdom, a kingdom of brass, will take over. And then after that, a fourth kingdom, as strong as iron, will arise and conquer the whole world. Then Daniel revealed something very interesting about the feet of the statue. And whereas you saw the feet and toes partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, meaning that the world would be divided up under several different powers and would never be united again under just one flag or kingdom. But there was more to come yet. Then something incredible happened to God's totem pole. Daniel describes the scene of a huge rock coming down from heaven and hitting the statue and smashing it all to pieces. Daniel describes it this way. Inasmuch as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, meaning this wasn't a work or a doing of man, but a work of God, and that it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this? So what does this all mean for you and me today? Very interestingly, just a few years after the king had this dream, history records that Babylon was destroyed by the Medo-Persians in the year 539 BC. And as Daniel said earlier, this kingdom of the Medo-Persians was known as the kingdom of silver. Then, in 331 BC, the Greeks, under the leadership of Alexander the Great, overthrew the Medo-Persian Empire. Then later, the Great Roman Empire conquered the whole then-known world in 168 BC and reigned until 351 AD after Christ. Now today, you can go to any library or history books on this subject and confirm that these four kingdoms did rule the earth exactly the way the Bible predicted. You can also find that the last kingdom, the Roman Empire, represented by the legs of iron, was divided up into ten kingdoms, which later on became the European nations as we know them today. But God said that they would never mix, as iron does not mix with clay. God revealed to Daniel that there would never be another world kingdom that would rule the whole earth. As you know, 
A lot of powerful men have tried to conquer the world, such as Napoleon, Hitler, and Stalin, but all of them failed miserably. God's word is always true. The thrilling thing about all this is that God revealed hundreds of years before these things happened what was going to take place. Then everything happened, not only exactly the way he said it would, but right on time as he predicted. In other words, whatever God says in the book of heaven, we can have confidence that it will come to pass. It's a fact that there are 1,018 various predictions in the Bible that God has made. To this day, every single one of these predictions or prophecies, except seven, have come to pass just exactly the way the Bible said it would. The last seven that have not taken place yet refer to the story that Daniel tells us in God's great totem pole. Remember the stone that was cut out without hands? This represents what God's plan is concerning the end of the world and the second coming of Jesus. God isn't going to allow some wicked power to overtake this world or allow this world to self-destruct in its sinfulness. His plan is to save us and to give us the power to live a righteous life till he comes again. So today, when you see powers at war threatening to take over the whole world, don't be afraid. God says, it'll never happen. The book of heaven says, they shall mingle themselves, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. So, when we see diseases and plagues increasing and natural disasters such as climate changes and hurricanes and earthquakes, as bad as they are, we know that these things are not the things that are going to bring this world to an end. The book of heaven tells us that these are signs of his soon return when he will set up his kingdom of peace and righteousness forever. His word is sure and true. You can trust it. Today, we can have confidence in God's plans, even at a time when it's almost impossible to have confidence in anything or anyone in this world, such as kings and presidents and governments. It's the same way in our personal life. In the book of heaven, God assures us that when we call on him, he will answer. The book of heaven assures us, when he calls on me, I will answer. Now, there's another powerful prediction that I'd like to tell you about. In the book of heaven, a little later, Daniel tells us, many years before it ever happened, of the arrival of Jesus the first time to this earth. Daniel told the time when Jesus would come, and then he told when Jesus would be anointed and baptized, and exactly the year when Jesus would die for our sins. Isn't that amazing? You'll find all of this in Daniel chapter 9, 25 through verse 27. What God wanted Daniel and all of us to know is that he has a plan for this world and a purpose for each one of our lives. God wants to assure us that Jesus came to this earth and through his life and death gave us salvation and freedom from our sins. And because of the treaty of peace signed by his own blood, he earned the right to give us eternal life and to come again 
and to rescue us from this old world. To those who are educated, as well as many of us who aren't, these prophecies and predictions give us confidence that God is in control and he will see us through the battles of this life. Hi, my name is Paul Vivier. I'm from Sly Emin, British Columbia. I, growing up on the reservation, it, it caused a lot of questions in my mind. And with those questions, I had to find answers. And so through the adolescent ages, uh, I came to the conclusion that, you know what, there is no God because I, I didn't have any answers to my questions. And so I started to uh, go on living a life that didn't really have God in it. And so one, one day I, I came across an individual who offered me to start studying the Bible. And when I started to study the Bible, I was very skeptical. One particular book that really st stood out was Daniel, the book of Daniel. One chapter, chapter two, really answered my questions to life's existence. And so as I started to study it, it started to make sense. How can Daniel, this individual who lived 600 BC, predict without a shadow of a doubt earth's kingdoms and, and rulers? Here we have Daniel living in Babylon, and he's talking to Nebuchadnezzar saying, you're the head of gold. And then after that, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, and so I started to look at the history of events and, 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 and compare it to scriptures, Daniel 2. And I started to realize that the Bible can be trusted. It started to inspire hope within my heart and started to give me uh, the realization that there is a whole lot more than what we see in this world. That indeed there is going to be a kingdom, uh, an everlasting kingdom that God is going to establish when he comes again. If 99.9% .9 of the prophecy has come to pass, I can trust and I, I can put my faith in that this prophecy is gonna to come to fulfill. That is that Christ is gonna come back again. I personally accepted the scriptures as the very voice of God. And he, he, it seemed as though that he was speaking to me as I read the scriptures and as it became evident that he's trustworthy. Maybe perhaps you listeners at home have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. I encourage you to study the scriptures for yourself and, and really ask those questions, life's questions as to why are we here and when, when is the end gonna happen? I truly believe that God is gonna talk to you, speak to you, not only through his word, but also through his Holy Spirit. Friends, as I said before, that my life didn't have any direction. But once I started to study the scriptures and sought after God, I started to realize that he started to fill uh, my life with his presence and gave me direction and meaning in my life. Maybe perhaps you are struggling with your own identity and finding your direction or, or maybe perhaps you're, you're seeking out God. I really encourage you to just speak to him as a friend. He's always there willing to listen and willing to save. Jesus will not leave us in the dark when we struggle through this world filled with all its problems and confusion. He tells us in Matthew chapter 24 that certain things will happen in the natural 
in the scientific and the religious world just before he comes again. Now learn this parable from the fig tree, he says. When the branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. Another way to look at it is when we see the leaves budding out, we know that winter is almost over. So when we see all these things happening, we know that the winter of this old world is coming to an end. Friends, the coming of Jesus is very near. The book of heaven says we don't know the day nor hour. But then, what are we to be doing in the meantime? Jesus says, so be ye ready all the time, for I the Messiah will come when least expected. You see, when Jesus comes, there will only be two groups of people. Those who will be frightened and terrified and will call for the rocks and the mountains to fall on them, to hide them from the face of Jesus. And then there will be those who will look up and say, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. If this study has been frightening to you, it doesn't need to be. Let me share some great news with you. Did you know that before the foundation of this world, God had a plan for your life and for mine? In the book of Ephesians, it says, long ago, even before he made the world, God chose us to be his very own through what Jesus would do for us. God decided to make us holy in his eyes without a single fault, to stand before him covered with his love. His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his family through the act of Jesus dying for us because he dearly loves each one of us. Moreover, because of what Christ has done, we have become gifts to God that he delights in. For as part of God's sovereign plan, we were chosen from the beginning to be his and all things happen just as he decided long ago. You see, the only reason why we may not be saved when Jesus comes again is because we've chosen not to be. What we're saying is this, if it's in your heart to do what's right and you are learning to let the Great Spirit carry it out in your life, this is the most important thing to Jesus. Just invite him into your heart and he will not only give you salvation and freedom from your sins, but he will give you a peace that passes all understanding. He tells us that he ever lives to make intercession for us. This means that even in our weakness, when we make mistakes, he covers those mistakes as long as he sees a repentant, willing heart that desires to do what's right. Isn't that great news? We don't have to fear the second coming of Jesus. There's no fear in love, says the book of heaven. The only thing we need to fear is if we love the things of this world more than we love God. We must be careful not to love the sinful things of this world more than we appreciate the great spirit carrying out his plan in our life. God is able and so willing to give you power to do his will. All you have to do is ask him for it. And so today, as we see things crumbling all about us, 
As we learn of the natural disasters taking place all around the globe, and we see the world's financial markets in a mess, a nation rising against nation, immorality, hate, and injustice all around us, while we see more and more trouble and less and less things to have confidence and trust in, isn't it wonderful to know that we can count on our Creator God? Isn't it wonderful to know that our God controls the final outcome of this world and our eternal destiny? Daniel and his friends in times of perplexity sought wisdom from the source of light and knowledge and were rewarded with God's favor and the king's honor. They were captives in a land that wasn't their own, whose ruler was threatening to destroy them. Well, we too are in a world that has been taken captive by the power of evil. So let's remember the story of God's totem pole and how he is in charge of everything that happens today. Let's remember that he's willing to help us with all our trials and our problems. And like Daniel, let's resolve to seek after his wisdom in everything we do. What do you say? I pray that you will put your complete confidence in Jesus. You have every reason to. And until next time, let only the Good Spirit guide you.